<laughs> they said we couldn't do it. They said we couldn't do it. But here we, yeah. we are. We basically just beat Iceland. That's right. The, uh, yeah, like the two people that said we'd probably stop at some point. Those were That's also right. the two people we were who were aware that we were podcasting. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. They thought that we would make it to 50. They thought we would make it to 100, but here we are at episode 200 on the we made Pod. We made it. Wow. Thank you all for joining us. Incredible. We won. Incredible. We won. Uh, podcast over. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. This is the Goodbye. final podcast. There were some actually songs that I thought about like doing that were celebration, but they were also like celebration and were ending. And I was like, well, that's not actually what we're doing. So I can't. Play no, it's songs. just a milestone. Oh, I was like, you're ending? Nobody mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, surprise. You're on the last one. I didn't know this was this was like are we doing a eulogy? Like what, yeah, this what is, happened? This is a funeral. <laughs> I would have prepared we're throwing words. in the white flag. 2024 is gonna be too crazy. There's not gonna be anything yeah, to not, talk about. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, why now? Why do you think There's we brought so in a reverend? Cover. Yeah, why do we think I'm a reverend for this? We need it. <laughs> Just talk, you guys are gonna stop. <laughs> it gives me so much anxiety. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like a different kind of reverend that's what i'm saying like you know you're more like uh you're like, our reverend yeah yeah you're our reverend you know, you know? if ever there were a church over <laughs> which i would lovingly preside hell yeah it now would be talking. the three of you that's <laughs> oh, pretty nice <laughs> Cool. That, that, we do. We and the guys that hang guidance. out in the parking lot at the laundromat where I volunteer who do a lot of drugs. So like that. Yeah, you're like a Rick James type type, you know? Yeah. Like uh awesome. that's, that's, that's uh it's it's the church of the party party. It's the church of the party party. Yeah. Less <laughs> more more it. party. Less I more had worse. that bumper sticker. There was a great one. It was a Ooh. great bumper sticker classic classic i still have the little pin it says like party party like 2020 or i don't know what it was 2016 2016 it would have been like 2012 it was a long 2012 i don't know how old we are you guys i don't know how old we are anymore we're young right we're still a while ago now yeah 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 no you're right it was it's 2020 2012 i mean yeah wow crazy uh well they thought we would make welcome to this monumentous episode of Ameripod. It's also beautiful because it's 200. It's landing as the last episode of a Gregorian calendar year, which means it's also the end of like a quote unquote season for us. And we're about to head into another election year, which, you know, coming out of an election year is how we started this podcast. So it's just like all the, the, the synchronicity is wow. just, mm, wow. wow. You know? Almost uh, like we planned it that way. Crazy. Almost. Yeah, we, we sort of Obviously, did. Totally planned this, so 100%. Yeah. Like, when we started in 2017, we were like, we really need to hit 200 uh, in January of 2023. That's the yeah, goal. Yeah, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. <laughs> exactly. Foresight, baby. Let's 100%. go. <laughs> and, and this episode is being recorded, that's right, on December 29th at 7.34 uh, Mountain Mean Time. And we are, we are gathered here with the core folks, but we got to introduce our guest, who is a reoccurring special guest, who you all know and love, the Reverend Jordan Scruggs. Here with my people. <laughs> hey, Jordan, welcome back. 
Hello, lovely human. My blessing. Thank you. Yes. Hi. How are nice you, Jordan? to see you. How, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> that seems real convincing. Real convincing. I'm out of wine. And I mean out of wine. <laughs> like, well, there's like, how did you... there's none in the house? No, because we oh, just moved. poor planning. <laughs> That's sad. I, was I say, know, but I did have one glass. I had one glass. Well, and then one Tyler right, over there, like, swirling his big glass. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to know how many bottles of wine like I, I have. Like, um, can, I, can I turn water into wine? Yeah, I'm working on that. So actually, yeah. I am. I, I maybe since we last talked, I started making wine. So in some ways, I guess I am. Wow. Uh, well, you have to water the grapes. That exactly. Turn. You have to water the grapes. Yeah. You know, or in you, the words, it's just slower. It's just in the words of Mitch Hedberg. I saw a wine out eating grapes. I was like, dude, you have to wait. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Oh, uh, Mitch Hedberg. I know. R.I.P. We love the Mitch. And in uh, the Denver metro area, of course, John Kelly, how are you? So good. Great to be back. Glad we made it to 200. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Happy for the new year. I hope all of our listeners are having a nice holiday season throughout December, um, wherever it finds them. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. And of course, our other core, core member, John Anderson, also Denver metro area. What's up, dude? What's up? Kelly, I think the salute really landed on the audio <laughs> medium of the podcast. That was... <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Perfect. I do so many hand motions that our guest, <laughs> uh, nobody ever gets to see. So it's too bad. People really, really miss out on the visual part of this podcast. We should yes. never, ever put it on YouTube. Ever, yeah. ever. <laughs> I mean, slash, gosh, it would really increase our... Anyways, uh... I am your West Coast correspondent, <laughs> Grillo. I'm rushing us along a little bit here through our intros because we've got some great retrospective content for you. Maybe a little, maybe a little future predictions. Although, as you all know, we are not in uh, the the business of making predictions, and yet we continue to do it all the time. So, uh, yep. but that way we don't have to stand by anything. I mean, so I see into perfect. the future. I'm clairvoyant. You do so. you would? I have yeah. questions for you. <laughs> um if and just in the case you know it's like we've been doing this for a while so just in case that you this is for whatever reason the first episode that you're tuning in on you're like i don't know 200 Boy, feels yeah. like a good round episode to start on because you know it is period if you know here is a little synopsis um of what ameripod is uh, ameripod is a captivating podcast that delves into the diverse tapestry of american life and culture Hosted by engaging personalities, the show navigates through a wide range of topics, offering insightful commentary on current events, historical moments, and societal trends. Through interviews with compelling guests and thoughtful analysis, Ameripod strives to foster a deeper understanding of the United States and its people. The podcast covers issues spanning politics, arts, history, and everyday experiences, providing listeners with a well-rounded perspective on the complexities of American society. With a mix of humor, empathy, and intelligence, Ameripod encourages open dialogue and exploration, making it a must-listen for those eager to explore the rich tapestry that defines the American experience. That is the synopsis that uh, Chat wow. GPT Totally. I was like, I have never seen writing. this before. I know that uh, writing. That totally. Yep. If if nobody was going to say anything, the first thing I was going to say was, I welcome our robot overlords and appreciate yep. <laughs> the high praise 100%. of our podcast. <laughs> uh, hang the on, this is going to come up later. So. Oh. 
Good, 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 good. Yeah. I also have more chat content if necessary. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, did they just read our website or did it listen to all the episodes? Because that is that is what I'm curious about. It, it, no, it was totally generic. The thing, yeah. though, that would be very fun is to transcribe all of our podcasts and then train mm. the model on that. Mm -hmm. And then it could probably do the podcast for us, give it a topic. Which yeah, would be, wow. I don't know. That would all be right. Fun. Here, so yeah, so that's the test for all of our listeners. Sometime between now and 300, we are going to plug yeah. an entire episode in Chat BT and just read it. And you have to tell us which one it is when we reach 300. Oh my God. That's, that's not like, that's like pretty achievable for us to do. I'd have yeah. to figure out a little bit of stuff, but I think we could do that pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Give us another three years. We can figure out how to plug stuff in. Oh, three years. It'll be done for us without our consent. <laughs> like without our consent. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. We love it. We love it. The content. We delve into our delve. <laughs> That's not even a real word, but it could be. Delve into our first topic here. Okay, we're gonna do it. So we have a few friends here for you. Okay, good stuff. So the first one that we're gonna we're gonna just go back, and this is whole podcast. We want to say whole podcast, whole podcast retrospective, the Which, dumbest thing we've covered. And and for the record, for those of you who haven't been listening since episode one, shame on you. By the way, uh, yeah, that shame. started uh, in December of 2016 or January of 2017. We're not entirely sure which, but right yeah. around that. So this is like a six-year uh, retrospective. That's right. I could maybe even go back and listen to it, but we didn't actually do that. Any of us could have just gone and listened and listened to the date, but we didn't do that because whatever. Well, uh, I kind of a little bit tried to do that and turns out our first like 112 episodes or something are, are currently not on the internet. We have to put them back up. <laughs> great awesome. oh there we go well yeah yeah back, so, back in the old days before we were professionals i was gonna say that's honestly probably not the worst thing that's ever happened to us or our like future selves <laughs> or brand so. yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah legit legit all right okay um, all right so the dumbest thing that we've covered uh who wants to start who's got one off the top of the chain uh i can start do it John. um so I have some smuggles, and by that I mean I have some honorable mentions. Mm. Um, my honorable mention is when Trump got COVID. Mm. That was just so fucking stupid. <laughs> I hated every every piece of that, That's especially right. when he went back to the White House and took off his mask like he was some conquering hero. That absolutely dumb. made me fucking insane. It was so dumb. And honestly, a lot of people died because of that, probably. So that yeah, was... Um, yeah incredibly stupid but that's not that's also like horrific and that's i feel yeah. like not really the spirit of this this uh <laughs> is it more dumb than staring into the sun during oh that's <laughs> such a, or the orb i forgot about <laughs> both of those things that's why i was so glad we were going to do this uh mine is this human became a measurement of time oh I, I so very appreciate uh the the tenure of anthony scaramucci which honestly probably didn't last the length of our podcasts um, just the utter fucking stupidity of all of that and then what has subsequently happened because of that was i think the perfect amount of just dumb 
So I, that was going to be mine. So y'all have to go next because I have to now. <laughs> I was like, no one's going to. I have backups from my other ones. But I was like, no one's going to choose that one. Uh, oh, no. So... That was the easiest one for me. That was like, that's done. so funny. I'll, I'll jump in because the what I had was just Trump's entire staff, administrative staff, and the entire time he was in the White House. Oh, so that was just a, right. it's a revolving door, I felt, of stupidity um, for the most part. At least people that he directly like linked to himself, not like generals or something yeah. that were brought in, but people all that like, he directly appointed. Shit and like all of that. Yeah, it was. Um... It was not only show. not only do you have the comically dumb like you have with <laughs> Scaramucci, but you have the significantly harmfully dumb like Stephen yeah. Miller, who is yeah. just uh, that's right. When it comes to emotional IQ and an IQ of like like caring about people, he's very low, right? He cares a lot about himself and he cares a lot about white supremacy. Besides that, yeah. he doesn't really care about much else. Uh, but I don't think that are we were lucky that it was such a perfect storm of stupidity that surrounded trump a lot of the time because even though we had really great civil servants that held together the fabric of certain pieces of our government while trump was in power um i don't know if it would have held if they actually had competent people at the white house surrounding trump at all times and well, lucky for just, us we didn't you know and just wait for 2024 it's gonna be awesome everybody we probably could have spent this yeah, entire right. hour just going back and pulling quotes from people on his staff. Um, but we're not going to subject people just to that. Uh, yeah, because that would be just the freaking worst. So on the Scaramucci, we just, can we, can we, I'm sorry. Can we just, can we just some of the quotes, just some of the, some of the really, <laughs> really good quotes. You're right. You know, um, yep. I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own dick. Okay, that is yeah, obviously my favorite, was... you know, on the record. He said that him... to a journalist. Of... Yes, he said... exactly. He said, he said, know that. oh yeah, he said, put me on the record. He said, a journalist called, he said, he called the journalist, okay? He was like, I'm a Scaramucci. I want you to put me on the record. And then he said, I'm not trying to be uh, Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own dick, uh, which is incredible. Uh, and he said a few other crazy things in that, in yeah. that very short interview, uh, but that one's really the standout. Uh, that one oh wow oh can wow. you imagine being that journalist and getting that phone call and being yeah, like, like wait, sitting so at your you desk right, like the new york the times record? yeah 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 and being like wait a second <laughs> cha-ching Cha make me some money thank you scaramucci that's what that yeah. journalist was thinking yeah right, give yeah. me clicks give me clicks i mean you know this is for the side podcast but somebody did also get a cameo from anthony scaramucci but that's that's yeah. another podcast that's another podcast um, Jordan, would you like to go next or would you? Uh... Sure. Um, uh, I think the dumbest thing that I discussed with you guys on this podcast, um, was, uh, we, it was over this past summer, actually, I think it was this, this summer. Time is such a weird thing. Um, it was, it was, it was when, when they uncovered the classified documents in Mar-a-Lago and they had them like, he had them like stored in that like garish bathroom. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember the pictures of the bathroom? Yeah. With the, so, like, the, the fake gold. With, yeah. And, yeah, and was it was good. like the most, and you know, like since then, like we found out more information about like the nature of the classification. And it's like information that like probably three people should know, if that. 
they're yeah. like hanging out next to a toilet in a bathroom on a millionaire like it's just like yep. it's just wild yep. so it, uh, it was stored stored perfectly stored perfectly yeah, stored perfectly, perfectly. Into that perfectly. The, uh, mm-hmm. the listeners we went through some other categories we decided not to put on here one of them was uh the least favorite thing we've discussed over the last six years mine was to that was going to be the dual nature of the last six years specifically about how horrific but also how fucking stupid it has been and i think that's a perfect example of Mm -hmm. yeah that's like really important national security information that we don't want anybody to know about at all but that's also a great scene in veep and (laughs) i can't believe that that is our reality on like a day-to-day basis blows my mind wild fucking wild i mean i hate to be like oh another trump related thing but he is the dumbest so of course it is the dumbest um <laughs> is that where i'm gonna go but i will say before i get here yeah, just trump the dumbest uh but i will say before i move on that the the like there is something about like in like a gold plate but like if you look at that bathroom i don't know if any of all have ever been into like like um like a mansion in jersey these gaudy things it's like they're gaudy but they're also just like I don't know, like tacky and falling apart in some way. Sometimes, like yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was one like of those cute. things where, right? It's like it's supposed to look like gaudy, but it actually just like looks like cheap. And I don't know. It, it was like the whole cheap. package. Yeah, the whole package was just really. Gilded. I'm mostly it... worried about moisture control. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, someone showering <laughs> in, in Florida. Yeah. Good yeah. point. You've classified yeah. paper documents. Like... Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I mean it. It looks like what a ten-year-old thinks a rich person's bathroom should look like. Yes. Totally. Totally. It exactly. looks like the scene from Richie Rich. It yes. looks like a Richie Richie bathroom. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now I want to watch. Wow, what that. a movie. Um. Yeah. Throwback. <laughs> Yeah, hanging that's out. A, in that's the... a millennial reference that only millennials will understand. <laughs> You're welcome. Was it Donald Trump? Didn't he? Wasn't he in Richie Rich? Home oh, Alone he might have. Two. Oh, Home two. Alone. Home Alone two. two. I thought he had a cameo. Yeah. He might have been Richie Rich. Maybe, maybe he wasn't Richie Rich too. Maybe it was I know. Home. I know he was in Home Alone too because uh, yeah. Kevin stays at Trump Tower. He stays yeah. at the Trump Hotel. And he like yeah, passes yeah, it in he's the hall. In yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. That's that's also a great scene. You filthy animals. All right. Um. Okay. Mine, the dumbest thing we've heard, and there's like, there's so many choices, but I think, and it's like all of these have like a tinge of like, oh, there's a seriousness to them. Maybe except for Anthony's government chief, but he's still really. I mean, so. he was a he had power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scary. You know. <laughs> so. Still, still. Even though it was only for a Scaramucci. Um, but so mine uh, is that again, I had to come up with the fly is um, like us talking about like the legitimacy of mail in ballots. The fact that we had to talk mm. about like our mail in ballots, like legit, and talk about how like there actually is so little fraud. And when there is, it's extremely easy to figure that, you know, and just that there hasn't actually been any substantial um at, at any substantial evidence at all ever in any election that there's been fraud by mail-in ballot and then that we basically that just basically having to like go into that like any any conversation of like in this country that it revolves around like should be harder to vote just a dumb conversation to me i'm just like that's, that's not the problem that's not the problem 
it should be way easier to vote in fact um so that's mine i like that's that mine. that's a good tyler one. the true voice of democracy on this podcast uh i i love it too and i mean in though we consider it dumb it has been one of the major historical tenets of this country is who is allowed to vote and when they're allowed to vote and how they're allowed to vote it's mm-hmm. an ongoing debate that will continue to happen it will happen next year but i agree it should be more open if we truly want to live in an open democratic society, access to the vote should be paramount for everyone. People who want to vote, can vote, should vote. 100%. Yeah. Okay, next, next, uh, next topic, friends. All right, here we go. I'm going to guard the rails off. Here we go. Uh, the thing we covered on the podcast that we think will have the biggest impact in 10 years. Ooh. This is a good one. This is a good one. Um, should I start? John, you started last time. Should I start this category? Do it. Do it. Okay. Um, this was a tough one. I had two on the top of my list. Um, I'll mention the first one because it might be covered, but I, I'm not going to choose it. It's just the rise of authoritarianism around the planet. Um, that was my honorable mention. Yeah. All right. See John and I on the same page. Honorable mention. Good. Um, I'm going to say Trump's SCOTUS picks. Ooh. The three picks he had during his presidency are going to be the most Good impactful one. in years. Um, the shift to the right between Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch um, are, is still playing out. Um, but there has been a considerable shift to the conservative side of the court, which has already brought some pretty big impacts, including the dismantling of Roe. And... Uh, likely will continue to do so over the next 10 years. And given the power that the Supreme Court has in now influencing policy, domestic and potentially foreign, um, it's going to be a big deal. So that's my pick. And they're going to have to do, they already have two presumable cases before them regarding 2024. (laughs) And they're going to have more. So um, yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be great. Really yeah, not just that. presidential stuff, workers' rights, immigrant <laughs> rights, you yeah, know, totally. all of it. So voting rights, um, very yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should like reform it. I don't know. Seems like maybe a good plan. Just yeah. Support. It's funny too that like I think it's something close to like 83% of Americans think that some sort of reform on the Supreme Court is necessary at this point. Isn't wow. it crazy uh, that like our government isn't responsive to public opinion? at all and it's almost like it's more responsive to other things like maybe i don't know corporate interests or uh citizens united donors Uh, weird weird. yeah really 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 great how about Mm -hmm. that great uh jordan you got something on this well friends um (laughs) i you know actually um i think to kelly's point the I think you guys just did an episode on this, um, also related to the Supreme Court. Um, I'm really interested to see what happens um, if uh, if they do decide to take one of the cases uh, from Colorado or Maine um, about whether or not Trump can be on the ballot. Um, yeah, there was a there was a an opinion piece in uh the times yesterday um about uh i'm trying to think of who wrote it he's a law scholar 
Um, but he was basically arguing that uh, um, the Supreme Court should not should 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 rule that he be eligible to be on the ballot and for for multiple reasons i don't know that i ultimately agreed with him um but it, you know he's he was like no like look like i think that he's an important person and i don't want to be president but you have to understand all the ramifications like the full scope of the ramifications that happen if we if we make this decision and one is you know sort of like the further politicization of the supreme court and the power that the supreme court has being even further expanded um so and the court system uh, generally speaking too I think. right so um, um so i'm curious to see uh so just to kelly's point right like the supreme court obviously is um uh really central here and incredibly influential for a number of reasons um some of them just policy more broadly but given given the current situation that we're in with um with the indictment of the president and all of the, you know, pending court cases and things like that, um, former president, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and it being an, and it being an election, being an election year, you know, um, what happens over the course of the next 12 months, I guess 11 months now, really over mm -hmm. what happens over the course of the next 11 months will determine the next four years, which will, probably determine whether or not we do have that sort of like full scale slide into authoritarianism. So, yeah, that was, uh, the, the Colorado question, I, I guess I should say the ballot questions really a tough one. Cause you yep. know, it, it appears to me that like the text is, is pretty clear. Like if you just take a very specific, um, reading of the law if you do believe that he engaged in insurrection he is not eligible like it's that is simple Period. i think but uh, that's but that opinion is subjective the right exactly subjective. and 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 also i think the the politics and the impacts on democracy are very complicated and not at all clear and so the way i think about it a Trump presidency is an existential threat to American democracy, but yeah. so is a, a voting block of basically half the country not believing in democracy anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. and if you if you have the deep state and the liberal elite with their Harvard law degrees taking a president or a, a candidate off the ballot, number one, that is pretty fucking anti-democratic in and of itself. And yep. then uh, you also further that narrative that the elite is out to get um, the conservative movement in this country, which might end up causing the thing yeah. that I'm trying to yeah. prevent. Yeah. And so, oh, I think I think it helps. I think it helps the Republican base more than anything at this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, like I come down on. I think. Um, I'm positive that a Trump presidency is an existential threat to the country. Yeah. There, there yeah. is absolutely no question in my mind about that. I think there is some question about how a Republican base would respond to, let's say, 10 states taking him off the ballot and that actually happening. To me, I have a certain threat on one hand and a 
pretty certain threat on another hand, that's a very bad decision to make, but I'll take the pretty certain over the absolutely certain. So I think that that's where I come down on it on a political, like strategic sense. Uh, but it is super fucking shitty. <laughs> like there is yeah. no, no doubt there's about no that. There's no good option. So, right. And that's, no, and that's what makes this. Yeah. And that's what makes the Supreme Court so important. It really should be a water that they shouldn't even have to go into to be honest but unfortunately well, trump has a, forced us there yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so. I was say, like this podcast shouldn't even exist <laughs> but here we fucking are so both True. of the um uh both of the case both the case in colorado and in maine cited gorsuch in yeah. Their uh-huh. so yeah, i mean right. they're angling for it you know yeah they're like, mm-hmm. they sure are yeah yeah i mean i i think the to, to my understanding the law like all of the dissents in the Colorado case were about specific state, like procedural law stuff. It wasn't about the direct question of the 14th Amendment and whether Trump is Mm -hmm. eligible. And all three dissents were different also, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so like they they didn't attack the central question of is he eligible or not because of insurrection. And so, and like, no have we we have not proven that in a court of law but i mean i am (laughs) we called it a coup like the week of january 6th so i think it's pretty fucking clear what happened especially after all of the evidence with the select committee and trials and all of that kind of stuff that's come out it's pretty fucking clear to me um but there is some debate in the law about whether there actually needs to be an indictment but like we talked right. about on the last right. podcast, this was for literal Confederates and and uh, people rebelling against the United States, and none of them were charged either. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. or none of them were convicted or even charged. Yeah. Uh, Trump has been charged, so by that metric, Trump is more legitimately uh, be should it's more legitimate to hold him off the ballot than it would be otherwise for comparing him to you know our our guy robert e lee or whatever yeah yeah and it's just yeah it's like rare and i think what you said is like yeah which is the worst yeah which and it's the which is worse and how much do you just apply the law to everyone and then you're like well there's like a certain point it's like well the law is the law and if that blows up the politic well you know we you know we have to do like we have to apply it fairly but it's it's a it's a tough it's definitely i mean that's ideally what you want the judicial system to do but then also ideally you want like the legislative branch to impeach him convict him and bar him from ever running for office what would happen if he just like had a massive heart attack oh it'd be great oh so sorry no so (laughs) but do you think but do you think do you think that it would be like conspiracy yes exactly like when he dies which will be 70s and like yeah i know it's gonna happen i mean he's gonna die at the point he's gonna die this is you all know you know that like at like like political analysis like everything from like political analysis to astrological everyone's saying 2024 is gonna be a shit show everyone's saying like some crazy shit's gonna happen and it's it, it could be him dying right it could be all the things we just talked about it could just be Maybe the he's fallout gonna harvest from the-, the body parts of Small children, children to keep himself yeah. going. I mean, it's probably already happening. JK, but that's actually what people really believe about. There's the a YA so book that uh, could, yeah. you know. 
that's the basis yeah. of QAnon. Every yeah, Democrat yeah, does yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, every Democrat does that. So we know this is true. Um, exactly has a bunch of clones of himself. <laughs> get out growing. of this logic. Get out of this logic trap. All uh, current and former Democrats eat children. Trump used to be a Democratic donor. Oh. Therefore, Trump eats Therefore, babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's ironclad. He is a wolf in wolf's clothing over there in the Republican That's Party. Right. Nailed it. This That's is right. why I went to college, y'all. <laughs> All right, we're killing <laughs> it on this topic. Um, I'm going to lay down mine, maybe, and then, John, you can do yours. Um, thing that I think will have the most impact in 10 years, because that's the listeners, that's the thing we're still on after that great rant <laughs> yeah. that you all just love. Um, uh, uh, I think it is going to be like, I mean, I guess you could say U.S.-China international relations, but really, I think just like discussion of China on the global stage. Now, I say that also thinking of, because there's other things I was thinking of, like geopolitical things. Like, I agree that a lot of these things that are happening in the U.S., you know, uh, with the the courts, I think it's a huge, that's a really, really good point, because like the fucking courts are going to, now that they're set, unless there's some reform, are going to be basically what they are for the next 10 years. Um and I think that that all is going to have an impact on our, our foreign policy, what's going on with China. And I think that also plays into the Ukraine-Russia war. I think it plays into the Palestine-Israel war. I think that there's like a lot of unknown questions in the geopolitical sphere. And I think that China is really, sorry, I pronounced it incorrectly. It's pronounced China. China. Uh, China. I think that uh, China is going to... Um, the in like I think in 10 years is really going to be because here's how I see it they're really biding their time I really see them biding their time they're doing things like with Hong Kong and Taiwan right like they're 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 doing all these things and I think that in the next 10 years they're going to be on the global stage in a way that um is kind of unforeseen to us right now um, so it's like yeah it's, it's future pick which all these are but mm-hmm. I think that's a good one um yep. yeah and the wars the different wars thing is you know concerning because if you like study the lead up to world war one and world war two there was actually like many or several little tiny wars that ended yeah. up like merging into this larger conflict and so you know i'm starting to see like a similar pattern and the the touch point that really is concerning in the, this context is taiwan and so like if if shit goes down with Taiwan, then we've got Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia, all that interests start to align for a greater greater conflict, um, which could be catastrophic for the world. And so we should we should avoid doing that, which is why um, China uh, and U.S. relations will be so important in the coming several decades, if not more. Yeah, agreed. I think it's a really good pick, Tyler. I actually almost went with uh, specifically uh, Israel and Palestine, um, just because I think that will have wider impacts across the globe than Russia and Ukraine will, for a variety of reasons. And I also think that it's having a very interesting and different impact on different generations around the globe, which will affect people's opinions on future conflict, both in and out of the Middle East 10 years from now, much more than I think Russia and Ukraine will. Um, I've been very fascinated to see how the sides have continued to play out in 
the support for Palestine or Israel. Um, yeah. So I, I don't want to derail from the, the China conversation, but I almost brought that one in. Um, but yeah, the as China's economic power continues to increase and they're going to continue to push into the South China Sea and exert more influence over most of the Asian continent. And where that goes, hard to exactly tell, but they are buying up more influence both there in Africa in some places and uh, Eastern Europe as well. So Africa is really one to watch. Africa is, uh, I think, the only continent that is still continuing to grow in population and will uh, continue to do so over the next several decades. Uh, everybody else has declining or stabilizing birth rates, so they're going to become a, a major population center. There's lots of um, natural resources there that matter to modern technology. And so I think Africa is a uh, sleeper area for some serious uh, great power conflict in the coming years. Yeah. Fun. I, we love yeah, it. Fun times. Fun times. I also feel like just to circle back on the China, because I, I thought about saying Palestine, Israel also is like the, and I, and I, and like, again, these are all, it's, we're all just being like, what is the thing? I, I my reason for going with China is that I think China is going to start, ex, uh, continue, I guess I shouldn't say start, continue to expand its its influence outside of like Southeast Asia and, and, and Africa, like in the way in which, right, like there's all the proxy and all the histories of the United States supporting Israel, Russia supporting, right, like, um, uh, well, the Soviet bloc, right, of Kazakhstan, and then and then proxy wars, like what happened in Afghanistan with the U.S. supporting the Taliban when they were, right, like, I think that that sort of reach that, like, Western countries have had is going to, like, China's going to continue to do that kind of political reach into areas, because my understanding is they don't have much influence in the Middle East right now, but I think that that's a place that, like, they will start to reach if that's a hotbed, you know, for other global powers. I feel like China's thing is like they're they're kind of ramping yeah. up to like, oh, how where can I reach in that the other powers are reaching in? You know, we we saw a really great example of this actually the US in the NBA uh several years ago. I think this might have even been pre-COVID, but um there was a general manager in the NBA that said some um, negative things about China. And he got in big trouble with the league about it because the league wants China as a market and China's not going to allow them to be in there unless they, you know, follow the party line in China. And so we've already seen that soft power influence affect our culture. And the NBA is one of the like chief cultural exports of the United States. That's like up there with blue jeans at this point. And so, um, you know, yeah, something? that's. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, John. Go ahead. I, I was going to say that that is something that really worries and concerns. Like, I don't click on anything that is TikTok. I just don't because China could fuck off and not be in my fucking business. And uh, I understand I like am a little uh, get off my lawn about that. <laughs> but also, like, I am very TikTok. concerned about China's cultural and uh, psyops influences in the future and tiktok is a great data collection tool which i don't want to yeah they're killing data. it and so they're getting all the data I watch you, jordan? Uh, jordan. On TikTok, so i'm not like super worried about it honestly <laughs> <laughs> she likes cats you know <laughs> checks out which i do <laughs> like um you know something um 
that I thought is really interesting and I, that I hadn't like made this connection before until just now is, uh, so I've been to Zimbabwe a couple of times, which doesn't have um, a public education system and education opportunities are super limited. Um, but people who are able to go through school will often go to China um, for college because they get scholarships there. And, um, and so, you know, that's just another way, you know, currying positive relationships um globally uh with people who have who have limited resources and, and you know what it's a good opportunity for them like it legitimately is it's a it's a yeah. it's a good opportunity for mm -hmm. the people who live there but um one uh, of the one of the best things america has ever done to in increase its influence and power and also prosperity is our university system and our openness to foreigners participating in that university system Turns out it doesn't all have to be bad. Reaching an influence, it can be, can be. Good. Yeah, it can be. It can be good. More State Department, less um, Defense Department. Yeah, there you go. Uh, John, what's yours? Uh, tech uh, Talk, baby. Tech Talk. Oh uh, yeah. Tech talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where you're going with that? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Off, yeah. Get off my lawn. Yeah, uh -huh. not not to it's not me. to be confused with TikTok. This is our no, tech, tech talk. talk. That's right. Oh. Um, that one's going down yeah. in history. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in college uh, at CU Boulder, and I was studying political science and history. And they made me take science, and I was really mad about it because I was never going to do anything related to science or care about science. And why am I taking this stupid astronomy class? And then a couple months into the stupid astronomy class, I was like, I think I have done all of this wrong because I'm pretty sure Isaac Newton has had more impact on like current uh, human day-to-day uh, -day life than like any political or religious figure in the history of humanity. And so like, maybe I have screwed up my life path and I should probably like do science instead of that's, politics. That's an amazing an debate topic. Sorry, that's just <laughs> Yeah, amazing. isn't that great? Not, like, um, yeah. <laughs> here's... Here's my, I, I'll just do an opening and closing argument. Uh, this conversation would not be possible without Isaac Newton and it would be possible or it, it wouldn't be possible without Isaac Newton. And so we can talk about like all of these, you know, right. topics in politics and religion and whatever, but this conversation wouldn't even be taking place if it wasn't for the science and technology that underpins it. So, um, so, so yeah. So, uh, you know, all of the like technology and stuff, and you can see this actually, you know, especially if you zoom out, if you zoom out and like do, you know, GDP um, uh, uh, estimates for the last 500 years, things like World War II were just like a little blimp. Like you can almost not see it, especially when you zoom out that much. And so the like most epic, insane, destructive event in human history made like a little bit of a dent in human progress depending on how you want to you know define that and so and in some ways it even accelerated it and so yeah i mean i think basically you know all of this stuff is going to be our daily lives will be possibly more impacted by the technologies we've talked about on this podcast than any of the politics so uh, uh, i mean a, tech talk tech talk <laughs> You're right, John. I, I was hoping that you were going to drill into like one piece, like maybe AI or like 
computing power or something, but you're just like the most impactful thing in 10 years is technology. And I, yeah, I, agree. Techno- I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. 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 I totally it's agree. Our, well, yeah. and specifically what we talked about on the tech talk and we could go into that, but just for the sake of, I am the guardrails and I'll, you know, I'll keep us, I'll keep us moving, you know, like we won't go into that, but I, I do think it's a good, to get picked John. That was my favorite love episode it. we've ever done. Yeah. Love that one. So good. Um, so good. Um, okay. So Next, next question, and of course anyone can start. Uh, the topic of the card that has has us feeling the most hopeful. The topic that we covered over the podcast. I can start. I can start. Do it. Yeah, you do it. Um, I will start with. I think that one of the topics that we covered that made me the most hopeful, um, even though, of course, like many of the things, there is something you know. The complexity of feelings, we can all be complex. Um, but the response, uh, the upswelling of the George Floyd um, uprisings, I think were- That was mine uh, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was also mine. This one. Yeah, good job, good job. But just, yeah, I mean, just, I want to hear, yeah, well, that was on y'all's list as well. But really just like the, the fact that we are coming back around to um, the absolute um, realities of racism in our country um, and also um, anti-blackness specifically and seeing like the upswelling um, in our generation of like, okay, all right, like we, we, there, there is some, uh, some understanding, right. Um, Especially among non-black people, right. White people and also other people of color that, that like uh, there is a, um, a deep need for this to heal in our country and in our culture uh just and and the the possibilities uh that are that are inside of a um a multiracial coalition um also around anti-racism but also around other actions um is it gives me a lot of hope you know it was it was you know as white people we love to talk about ml king but when did uh, mlk but when did when did he actually get assassinated it was when he started a uh multiracial working class poor movement right that's when you really got taken down and i think that that's the thing that gives me the hope is the possibility for these kind of multiracial coalitions going forward because we all have much more in common uh across racial lines than uh we do with you know the people who you know pull the strings behind and I was thinking not like that, but you know, the rich people is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but people. like a little bit like that. Not like, but like a little bit, not uh, like, but like that totally, Jones but like, like that, but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like conspiracy yeah. theories are like, they're close. It's just like, it, it's not that secretive. It's just yeah, like, you just need to Google like, and then you'll find your television. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. These are pretty identifiable people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like some, I guess, you know, specifics about why I chose that. Um, how many young people were involved and engaged and and got activated through that, I think is those are important moments. And we had similar moments, or I guess we had moments where we, I I guess I'll speak for myself. I had moments where I was like activated as a young person and that became formative for me. And so I think um, a lot of young people had George Floyd with that. Uh, The coincided with COVID, coincidence with COVID and just how, fucking dark everything was at that moment and and that protest gave me that protest movement gave me a lot of like personal hope through that it was um a terrible year 
It was yeah. the fucking yeah. worst. It was, it was the fucking year. worst. It was the worst. Uh, it was awful. I hate that. If, so if you want, yeah. if you forgot what it's like and you want to share in some of the shared trauma that we all had, go back and listen to our Podcalypse episodes <laughs> where we interviewed people. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Yep. Um, I mean, just I, like listening to you, like list that out. I could feel my blood pressure going up. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. A year was yeah. terrible. Um, the, the, and I have like a very specific moment of the protest that really stuck out to me, which was when um, everybody saying lean on me uh, mm. at the, um, uh, what was the square called that Trump gassed? Um right by the white house i forget yeah 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 but like when everybody was yeah but when everybody was there and and singing lean on me uh low-key i think that lean on me should be our national anthem instead (laughs) of the star spangled banner um i think that that would do well by fucking everybody yeah (laughs) so um but yeah that was that was a really hopeful i think similar to the women's march it made me feel hopeful that we could face bad things in this country and come out if not unscathed at least ahead yeah 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 i like it jordan did did you have anything you wanted to add for the blm i I, yeah i mean i was i was just gonna i was gonna say the black lives matter movement specifically yeah um but you know obviously george floyd was a really big part of that and one of the biggest conversations that happened on the pod so well do you wanna do you wanna oh go kelly yeah i i don't have that was mine too that's funny that all four of <laughs> wow look at, stuff. look at us um, it, it mainly because it's the only thing in the last seven years that i felt was the most one that was actually positive <laughs> I, I hate to say it there's a lot of really negative things that have happened mm-hmm. um and it, in my opinion those discussions that were happening, the co the coalition building, the coalescing around people of color, disproportionately impacted communities, is the epitome of what this American democratic experience is experiment is supposed to be, right? Is that we're supposed to be trying to reach for in the term angels of our better nature, right? Everybody's supposed to be free. Everybody's supposed to have equal rights, right? That's what we're all trying to strive for, or at least what you should be striving for. That's the base of what the American system is supposed to be. It hasn't always been that way. Historically, it was not that way. We are all still working towards making American society and society in general more equitable, more fair to people. And something like that gave me hope that people can still try to come together and do that, right? That this American experiment isn't just going to die in the flames of authoritarianism. It isn't going to die in some orange-haired fuck that comes in with a, like, (laughs) you know, that can trick a bunch of idiots into thinking that he's on their side when he doesn't care. Um, And, you know, that's, that's what it meant to me is that it's it's the pinnacle of what we strive to be i think as americans and what makes americans great right there can i can i tack on to that real quick yeah i i think i think what was meaningful about that for me and is that uh just to sort of echo what you're saying is that you know i i think for the last i mean longer than the last two presidencies but but really at the start of the trump presidency you know that just feeling like 
shit, right? And then also experiencing beyond the presidency, just like the broader inertia in American politics where there's knowing what needs to happen, having a lot of people agree with you, even the majority of Americans agree with you about something and still saying that it's not happening because of things like gerrymandering and existing power structures. Um, so, so feeling that like stuckness and then seeing in that moment when we were all, it was like, you know, it was like somebody shaking a bottle, right. You know, that's got like some kind of like carbonation in it or something where things just build and build and build. And, and to be able to see like it, when people protested George Floyd's death, right. It wasn't, it wasn't because Congress made a decision that they should do it. It wasn't because it was funded by a local government. It wasn't this, it wasn't that, right? It was, it was, it was an example of how people can still force change with or without a functioning government, right? And and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a functioning government. I would very much like to have that. I think that's important. <laughs> That'd be nice. And, 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 nice. and it would be it would that be would nice be for us to be able to organize around that. <laughs> but even in the midst of that, in the midst of like the the horrible things that were happening that that we could still show up for each other and affect change in a meaningful way despite all of that i think the reason it felt so hopeful um is because there were visible results and mm -hmm. um you know granted like as as a white woman i might feel like there are more visible results than somebody else in that instance who's been like doing that work for a really long time right and and feel like you know that 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 did nothing it hard you know it hardly moved yeah. the needle Very but in point. that moment it felt that way especially being in lockdown right um yeah and and being in the fourth year of the trump presidency um so anyway i just yeah. I, I agree with you and i yeah it, it's the ideal that. that we aspire to and it was almost like a an opportunity to engage that ideal not because of the system that we have set up but in spite of it um totally. so yeah. 100%. It was, it was, uh, it was really great. Um, I mean, like I've been going back and listening to, um, old podcasts, like, like, um, you know, about television shows, like I, I did one about lost recently <laughs> and, um, which by the Nerd. way, the trip going back and, Nerd. oh my yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> very very were like you just talking about how we're not old who said that? Yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was interesting. There was no, you know, this took place between like 2016 and 20 or 20, 2017, 2018 to like 2020, 2021. And the only event that side or that, that impacted that podcast was the George Floyd protests. And they did like an entire podcast about it. Right. And this is like a rewatch podcast on Lost. And yeah, they were like, right. you know, this is more important. And we're going to, and it was interesting now, a couple of years later, going back and like seeing that impact. And so it was, I think another reason why I felt so hopeful is because it really felt like not a whole of society effort, but like most of society was doing their part and that's also what we talk about on this podcast a lot which is like you're not going to go out and solve fucking racism like that's not no. a good goal to have but yeah. if you're like okay i've got this like stupid little podcast about lost 
uh, I can also talk about some important things. And the, if everybody does those little tiny things that honestly don't have that much of an impact on your day, much less your life, we would end up in a much better place if we did that. And so, you know, yeah. like it was really hopeful and I would like us to find um, ways to to recapture that spirit a little bit and internalize it in um, kind of just our day to day. So, yeah, yeah agreed. That was, catching, yeah. catching the fire can be really tough. Keeping the fire is even harder. Um, yeah. li listeners, if, if you feel like you support the, what we've been talking about, but feel maybe a little uneducated or feel a little, um, like you don't have all the pieces, um, one good place to start, just buy the December issue of the Atlantic. It's all about new reconstruction and the struggle mm -hmm. of the African-American community since the civil war, um, and the backlash in white communities, basically every generation um against right. the yeah. gains that they're trying to make it's it's very worth the read um could be tough to read if you're not familiar with all that history but it's it's a good and yeah. important read also That's if it feels scary and overwhelming you're doing it right <laughs> yeah right totally <laughs> i'm gonna check out that episode all you know the, the movement for, for black lives uh website also has a lot of really good resources um okay mm -hmm. i know that we all didn't answer this although we all just kind of had the same one so we could do some honorable mentions also being the good guardrails that i am uh live facilitator moment as we say when we're teaching uh that was a great discussion right there so like i almost am like do we want to do we so, i think that i think it's feeling good yeah, i think it's feeling I, like don't look at the moment too much just let it be yeah listeners we have a good other good content for you but honestly like mm, we're just gonna save that you know we're just gonna just gonna put that aside and just slow drip that to you in the future because it's just it's just so tasty um but i do have some curiosities if there's anything in in closing that folks would like to say we're gonna, about we're gonna do the the thing we're most sick of right okay well that's what i was asking do we, i was like that was a high okay. note but this, this is the podcast so should we end on a low yeah note? Let's, let's, let's okay all right all right that's it that was what i was trying to get at okay great because okay, okay, i was i was like about to break out in the hives because it was too hopeful and... it was, yeah, that's what i'm saying that's not like us at all okay so yeah great. no it was not so the last okay. topic then is thing that you're most sick of and I think I know what John's is going to be. I'm sure someone else is going to say what's on top of my list. So somebody please go other than me. Okay, I'm well, so I guess I'll go because I got called out. So my honorable mention is literally anything having to do with Donald Trump. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah. was the top of my list. That was the top yeah. of my list. Literally, <laughs> if I never heard, said, or thought about that man ever again, I would give a finger for that. Like it would be yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really fun. Just I'm not a finger? even kidding. Which, I would yeah. yeah, whatever, actually, whichever same. one you want. Actually, not my thumbs because I need that for hockey. I was going to say you sacrifice one of the thumbs. That's <laughs> no, one. no, but like anything else you want to take, take it because fuck. Um, but because this is the podcast, let me just be a rainy storm of negativity yes. and say the thing I am most sick of talking about is guns guns i yeah. fucking hate it yeah. it is something we talk about all the time it does not change the solutions are very clear we need to treat them like cars we actually in fact have a very good model for how to treat guns which are cars that everybody's fucking used to this is <laughs> the leading cause of death of our children of yeah. our children societies are judged by how they deal with their children we are 
failing on this. It's not even an F plus. It is incomplete. You don't get a grade. Go back to Ugh. the previous grade. You Ugh. have fully, fully, not even come close to failing. You didn't even get there. And yet we can't do anything. And it just makes me fucking insane. I cannot believe that we let 26 first graders die and do nothing. Not only did we do nothing, we actually expanded gun rights in this country. And so it is just the most bullshit and shit insane thing. It is the clearest indication that actually, in fact, we already don't really live in a democracy because even the majority of NRA members want yeah, don't. simple yeah, yeah. background checks and yet yep. that cannot get passed by let through uh legislation on a state uh, local or federal level if this was and we have examples of uh and we're going to probably see this in the czech republic because of what happened in prague but australia great example there were like four killings and they launched a national or four like um mass yeah. shootings they launched a national effort to deal with guns and guess what they, they fucking back. fixed it yeah yeah it, it ha and other countries have also modeled this and so it's 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 very achievable we have clear indications of what we need to do and not only have we not come close to doing it we've actually gone further away from doing yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's going to get worse because of the supreme court and so we live in the wild west with ar-15s and i cannot believe we're trying to run a modern society like this and then yep. the disingenuousness of the arguments on the other side it stops oppression from government fuck off you're going to get murdered by a predator drone there's yep. nothing your <laughs> ar-15 yeah. is going to like, do, do you about really that. think go yeah. to hell yeah. if you have a gun in your home you are more likely to shoot yourself by many factors than stop a home invasion there is yeah. no reason for basically any of this other than people's entertainment and 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 yeah. fantasy uh, world. It's a fan. Yeah, it's fantasy. Yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, fantasy yeah. The world. good and guy, the good guy with the gun narrative, the yeah. narrative, right? Like it's it's insane. It's, Ever shot a gun? It feels cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically True. like yeah. because True. men in this country feel so inadequate. They're like, oh, let's just yeah. shoot guns oh it's an extension it, of your penis i mean that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, this, yeah. Is, ex, this is exactly the when point. i shot a gun i felt an exact movement from my penis through the gun <laughs> literally it was pretty great like uh, adds so a millimeter it. per round so yeah. <laughs> it's just it is the issue that has the largest impact the clearest solutions and the least movement and it just I, I can't handle it as as everybody has just witnessed. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, John. hundred yeah. percent. That was yeah. the A number one top of my list. Um, yeah. mine was school and, shootings. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, see, so and it's it's everywhere, it's pervasive. It's and the reason we have to keep talking about it is because it happens on a weekly basis. Daily. We could and we don't, but we yeah. could give you running towel tallies every week. Of mass yeah. shootings that happen in this country we and do we not every week but we give you one probably once a month honestly yeah one of the yeah. bits i have on this podcast is when we do a grab bag i just talk about guns yeah the every... reason i can do that is because it's so predictable that it's happening yeah yeah that's fucking wild uh 
Well, thanks, John. And I mean, no thanks, but thanks. That's how we do it on the <laughs> yeah, podcast. Thanks, it was no thanks. really great. Yeah. I'm getting really good at this stump speech. Like I get it yeah. once or yeah. twice a month on this fucking podcast. So no, you're yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really practice. great. It's really awesome. It's really I'm so glad about this. One time. Uh Jordan or Kelly. Yeah. Well, since John talked guns, um I'll say in is the concept of the death of American democracy. I feel like we mm, talk yes. about that mm. almost every week and it's impossible to get away from with the current state of the Republican Party um, and with Donald Trump continuing to be the leader of that party. Um, it's not going to go anywhere next year. Um, probably isn't going to go away for a while for a variety of reasons that we've talked about for a long time here. Demographic switches the death of the Republican heart and soul. Um, they're not really Republicans. They're not classic conservatives anymore. They are a broken party say, that's full. I would say death of conservatism. Like death yeah. of conservatism. Yeah. And uh, and the continued backlash by a growing number. Well, I wouldn't say a growing number, but a growingly aggressive number of individuals in this country who feel that their America is gone or it's being taken from them for all the reasons that we talked about that we like, but they don't seem to like. Um, <laughs> uh, the multicultural... And to be clear, that's, yeah, like being right. nice to people, like your neighbor. Yeah, yeah, really. That's like yeah. science and education. So, uh, yeah. That's prod progress, uh, broadly defined, both in terms of science and culture. Um, you know, these are things that we like that turns out were controversial. Who knew? It, but uh, we it definitely scares the hell out of me that there is a movie coming out from A24 about an American Civil War and what that would look like in modern oh, yeah. day America. It is on people's tongues like it's just a normal thing to talk about. Hey, we did it once in the 1800s. You know, sometimes, you know, the whole quote that sometimes the tree of liberty needs to get replenished by the blood of patriots, like all yeah, that crazy yeah. bullshit where it's like, yeah. there are 300 million people in this country. You're really going to have a civil war. You're going to get together on the street and fucking fist fight and stab each other. Like, that's really what you want to yeah, see. Like, it's like, fucking it's gangs of New York. Bananas. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. bananas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of talking about it. It feels like it's perpetuating it in society and culture, but I also totally. feel obliged that we have to at the same yeah. time and it's I, a tough it's real double-edged sword totally um, feel that so that's I, what besides guns that's what i'm trying to talk about yeah I I, there's a quote from i don't know what source something i encountered about uh studying the civil war and um it was this woman talking about like her southern relatives she was a northerner and being like it was um and i might be conflating two different quotes at this point but um, she was like, you know, it was everybody talked about it, but when you were in mixed company, you tried to stay polite, even though like everybody knew it was on everyone's mind. And I really feel that. And then the mm -hmm. other part of the quote, or maybe the second quote was once the war came, it kind of was um, everybody just felt a release because it there was such a lead up to it. Because if, when you go back and look at the history, right. I mean, this was... Uh, a thing that really started getting going in like 1845, 1850, up through the yeah, 1850s. Yeah. yeah, right. And and I have th those quotes or that quote has 
resonated with me a lot in the Trump years because it really feels that way to me. And this like, yeah, this like tension of what feels like a coming conflict, I feel as well. Um, And part of me also is like, when is that release coming? Because this tension is so like anxiety driving, but that release is going to be um, what, what that means is significant amounts of death and destruction. And so uh, we should probably not do that. And we should probably find ways to um, peacefully resolve our our conflicts with each other, which the best way people have found to do that, uh, at least currently in human history, is a pluralistic democracy. <laughs> so uh, nice. Could be nice. maybe we should we should just continue with that. Good luck. Yeah, we can figure that. Uh, agree with all that, and oof, 2024. Uh, but Jordan, you got anything on that, uh, and or your? Oh Jesus. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm cheating because, like, we've all. I mean, it's like our minds are, are as one. I mean, you know, I the one of the things that um, I'll just sort of like tack on to the conversation about um guns. Uh, mine was school shootings. Um, and and mental health care. And mm-hmm. those, how those two things go together, you know, um, I think uh, on the one hand, right, like, okay, what needs to happen is guns need to be regulated, right, period, like, that, Turn them into cars. There, are things, there are things that we can yeah. do, and, and mental health care is often like, uh, oh, well, they just didn't have access to mental health care, was their mental health, mm-hmm. or, you know, this was an, an anomaly that could have been addressed, we had mental health care, and it's fucking both. Right. right. Like stable people don't do things like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. also like maybe we just shouldn't have weapons so widely available. Right. <laughs> like yeah. there are yeah. um they, they, both of those things can be simultaneously true. But I um I think that uh I you know, this past week it's been heavy on my mind too, just like on a personal level, because uh um a woman that I worked with on several projects died from a drug overdose. She died Mm -hmm. uh, from a heroin overdose and she was the outreach recovery advocate for um, a harm reduction program in our community that did a lot of great work. So she Mm -hmm. had all the tools at her disposal. She had all the resources and she still died. And we live in a democracy, ideally, right? That has like, that requires a pluralist, healthy pluralistic democracy requires functional human beings and functional human beings need to have things that are dangerous removed from their um removed from their um uh removed from their from their access uh it well let me rephrase that if we are not going to be functional human beings by funding things like healthcare, by funding things like, like affordable housing by funding things like childcare, by funding things like all these other things that progressive democracies do um then we have to remove access to harmful things like guns, right? Ideally, we yeah. do both, but like at the Ideally, very least, we would. Yep. Pick one, you know, pick one, and um, and so I'm I'm just I'm thinking about every day I put my daughter on the bus. I wonder if I'll see her in the afternoon. Like that's a shitty feeling, right? And it's not it's not like it's not even even you're like so numb to it at this point that like it's a thought that crosses my mind, and I have to like because of years of therapy, right? Like I have to let it cross my mind and I have to let it go. 
anytime I get a text message from the school, anytime I get a phone call from the school, anytime there the alarm in our community goes off because they've got one that like goes off with like fire trucks and things, I wonder if there's a shooting at the school, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. the reality we live in. That's the reality. It's the, the reality. States. It's the reality that we live yeah. in. So and it's the thing, been, that, yeah. the I, thing uh, that I'm tired of talking about is school shootings. Yeah. Um, and and I'm tired of talking about much just John's point as well, like knowing solution, knowing that there are solutions and refusing to provide any of them, refusing to provide even a partial. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Letting one person in the room in a voice of a thousand, which is basically what the NRA is, one out of a thousand, control mm -hmm. everybody by saying, well, if we don't get it right, we're going to just burn this down to the ground, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and no, you're acting like a spoiled child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. In the yeah. face of community. And it's not like, you know, so I think abortion provides a really good counterexample to this, which is I have my particular point of view about abortion. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I'm also sympathetic to people who disagree with me. That's right. Because mm -hmm. it's a really complicated it's a topic. Personal thing. Yeah. It's very personal. There, yeah. it's not clear. Also, like the harms, depending on what you choose, are mm -hmm. significant mm -hmm. either way. And mm -hmm. so, like, I I do think I have a lot of sympathy, and I wish generally speaking, we had more sympathy for each other on that topic because yes. it's 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 tough and because there's harms everywhere, right? Right. Me yep. taking away your AR-15 only takes away your perceived masculinity most of yeah. the time and your fun. That's yeah. it. It's not like I'm murdering you or taking away a fundamental civil liberty. But John, my perceived masculinity, that... it's all I got. It's all I got, bro. It's all I got. I directly, so... yes, to who I yeah, am. Very <laughs> good point. I'm taking away your identity. Yeah. Choose a new one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's the, that is, I just really want to like hammer that point home about why I'm so tired of the guns thing is because the good of having guns is so significantly outweighed by the harm that there isn't a discussion to me. Whereas on a lot of other subjects, I have an opinion, but I'm very much open to the fact that there are harms, significant harms choosing the option I want. Uh, for, for guns, I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck at all about your fun compared to that kid's ability to have school be safe for them right yeah yeah talking real shit and i mean you know we were that we were the columbine generation you know uh in case you're listening from somewhere where you actually don't know us in real life which is you know un unlikely but who knows what happens <laughs> in, in the actual coming apocalypse and what's left on planet earth we uh me john and kelly we were in the school district of columbine and Kelly, we I didn't know you guys were in the, the same school district. We got locked yeah, yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was hiding I didn't under even my know desk. That. Oh, we were yeah, hiding yeah. under our desks. Yeah, oh, they made yeah. us hide under our desks while it was happening. I, yeah. That's a core formative memory for me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. a, yeah. I wasn't Locked even the there. The, and the, yeah. the first time I had a panic attack was watching that story wow. on the TV. Oh, really? Like, I fucking, I like, I remember where I was. I didn't even know that you guys were in that district. And it was like traumatizing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like it was, yeah. I remember like putting up our backpacks and shit, you know, yeah. like, oh my God, it was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was really close. Mm -hmm. Um, that's Columbine. Wild. Yeah. Like we, I'm 
almost positive we we would drive past Columbine to get to our hockey rink, the edge. Yeah, yeah, right? Columbine High School. Yeah, 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 right there, right? yeah. And then when we were, and then you know, there was others. And then when we were in high school, like this is another one where it's just like, ugh, you know. But we had like you know that one that one cop, which God bless him, Jeffy John Spa. Uh, but like, oh my you know, God. <laughs> we used to like kind of crack on him and stuff because he was like kind of a you know like a, in like in retrospect like he was really like the best like I've now I've met so many other cops I'm like wow in, re- in retrospect nice like dude. yeah he was not <laughs> yeah, that bad like I owe him we, an we, apology <laughs> yeah but we would crack on him and like one day we saw him like during lunch like running and all of us were just making jokes and been like oh like must have lost his bike oh must have blah 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 and he was actually <laughs> responding to the Platte Canyon shooting like which is in the next school district over from us but there's only like one high school in that whole district Jesus so they just right. like called in and so like he was like yeah. responding to another school you know it's just like those things are we just like part of our lives we collected money for them we like sent yeah. them a bunch of money yeah we, sure we did student yeah. representatives too yeah yeah i mean it's it's been that um like i i was an intern at the governor's office when the arvada stuff happened um so we were doing uh the the batman theater shooting. the aurora shooting yeah. The, yeah the aurora not man Arvada colorado theater. has seen um, some shit man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no uh, i had a i witnessed what qualified as a mass shooting from my window uh and i had to go testify in court uh with it i mean like yeah it's it it's like part of our normal life i don't totally. have a place that i regularly go to that i don't have an escape plan for Right. Uh, for a shooting yeah. like everywhere and i am terrified that it happens in one of our hockey games because we're in a fishbowl that is inescapable like yeah. magnus has one exit when you're on the ice that's right. it yep, yeah you're totally right yeah and the so other end of that no go ahead kelly no go ahead tyler after you I was just going to say just another aspect of this, which is like different than school shooting and all that, but, you know, guns related. And I think worth is like also just obviously like inner city violence, like the ways in which like all the gun laws also just like the, the looseness of, of ability to get guns then impacts, um, you know, marginalized people, often folks of color, black folks in inner cities because of, um, you know, lower incomes and therefore what then leads to higher crime. So in my neighborhood, for example, like, you know, we, our relative blocks are pretty locked down. <clears throat> I live in Oakland, folks, but a couple blocks south from us, like this was like six months ago or so, there was like a couple nights in a row where there's just automatic gunfire, fucking automatic weapons, right? And like there are shootings like within 10 blocks of us at least once, usually more than that a month. Like there are shootings all the time, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, we're lucky because like, and I quote unquote lucky because like in our enclaves, we can be like, okay school shootings are scary but like that's often the but you know in other parts of places and like even where I am I'm saying even 10 blocks from me it's different it's different like I'm relatively isolated as well um and also by gender I'm isolated like there's a lot of things that but it's just like gun violence is pervasive in like so many different avenues of our society one important part of this that I say all the time and I'm sick of saying it but I will continue to say it because I think it's a really important part of this conversation that does not get aired out nearly as much as suicides also yeah it's not just like mass shooting school shooting all that kind of stuff americans have had declining um life expectancy over the last several years which is not the same in our peer countries and part of that is because 
we have significantly higher successful suicide rates because you're much more likely to successfully kill yourself with a gun versus most other methods. And so this is a, a it very, and also like how many accidental shootings are there as well? It's a public like, health issue. It is a complete and total public health issue. And so it is, it, it is just like, again, incredibly clear that we have to do something. The solutions are enumerated and we just are like, yeah, it's too hard for, I mean, here's the thing though. This is where I knew American democracy was broken when we couldn't fix uh, daylight savings time. Yeah. whatever. Everybody <laughs> that was and like, you know what? that's a that's... joke, but I'm serious. That was right. for me where I was like death nail. That was, well, it. you know what? I, I'm going to choose that as my thing that I'm like sick as to talk about <laughs> is fucking daylight savings time. You know, I was actually talking about immigration, but you know, fuck that. I, I'm so sick. <laughs> I just want the fucking other countries do it. Like God, my, my, one of my bosses lives in Costa Rica and she's just like, well, you're going to have to get used because we don't, don't fucking change. I'm like, Oh, so <laughs> good. Good job. Costa Rica. There's like, you know, I'm like, get on that fucking train. Um, <laughs> Literally just pick one, like just pick just something. Pick one. I don't care. Just but pick, yeah. I don't it's... care. It's literally deadly. People have more heart attacks and more accidents after we do the time change. Judges give out harsher sentences. When you spring forward. Everybody loses an hour of sleep and gets pissed off for three days. (laughs) And the other thing is, (laughs) have you ever once in your life met somebody? Actually, I have once met somebody who is like, yeah, I like springing forward. Everybody else fucking hates it. Hates it. And it, Just... we can't solve that. Like <laughs> we are broken. Right. There's well, totally, totally. And like broken. I'm one of the few that I've ever met who's just indifferent and doesn't care enough. But uh. like, but that's the thing. Democracy should work. Ninety percent of the people care enough that they're pissed that it happens. It should <laughs> if change. Somebody else is like, yeah. I don't care. Then it's like, can <laughs> do it. Then yeah. do it. Yeah. It's, it really oh, doesn't I... affect me that much. Yeah. I'm not kidding at all about this. If I ran for office, it would be in my stump speech. Listeners, <laughs> love it. I there's this fucking hate it. I mean, hate it might get so much for that. The only thing that makes daylight savings time worse than it already is is having fucking children. I was yeah, gonna say, it's, it's having kids. also terrible. That's another it's reason terrible. why animals, my mind animals, that we can't but... do it. Because it's the like kids. fucking kids are driving their parents nuts, and you, we don't have enough senators and Congress people with kids who are like, we're never doing that again. We're fixing it. Right. Like, <laughs> it's even in Elect their selfish interest. It is so insane to me, and it's like they're all old, so it's like, well, now it's your grandchildren. Like, every, all the parents yeah. need to give their kids to the congressional grandparents during oh. spring forward, so that we can get this fixed let's go america uh, we can do it this is our hope for 2024 god the status quo is a hell of a drug in it um so <laughs> episode 200 good t- this is what you come for you you come for the real deep dives on uh electoral politics and then you stay for talk about daylight savings that's right uh thank you for being with us that's pretty amazing this uh, is what we're gonna feed to chat gpt Right. Exactly. This is the transcript. <laughs> they only get this. Yes. The chat only gets this transcript. Um, I, I, I'm just grateful, you know, that wow, anyone's listening at 200 episodes in because what a journey it has been. Uh, would would folks like to just do a little uh, little round robin check out here as we as we close out this episode 200? Here's to 200 more. Okay.
I did Kelly, another hell salute. Yeah. You hell didn't get yeah. to see it, but hell yeah, Kelly. Another I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys in another seven years when we celebrate four. If we're still here. God, right. Uh I, I mean, we're still like... here seven years. I mean, did we know that we were gonna be here seven years ago? I certainly didn't. It was questionable. So it was a 50-50 if... there for a while. <laughs> Yeah. If past Definitely. experience says anything, we will make it. You haven't any kids years, yet, Jordan? So. Champ. That's I, I didn't even have any kids, and it it felt Weird. pretty fucking hopeless. <laughs> 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 um, I will just say in closing, it is a pleasure to do this with you guys. Uh, I honestly don't give a shit if anyone listens to this. I'm slightly hopeful nobody does actually uh because we're definitely gonna get ourselves into trouble china is always listening fuck those people um and by those people i mean that government sorry everybody you're not responsible for your government um yeah Yeah, pull it back someone's gonna bring that up (laughs) wait well well, Uh, he said that that one time on that podcast that's going to be like basically my whole campaign is answering questions about this podcast uh so uh, but really the thing i get out of this most is i get to see my friends like once or once or twice or three or four times a month and so and i get to like this is part of my therapy and so i just want to say thank you to you guys and uh here's inviting me guys of course congratulations on your 200th episode we did it uh, good to have you, Jordan. Uh, yep. You're always welcome, Jordan. Love yeah, you, John. Thank you, John. I enjoy doing yes. it with you too, buddy. Hell Love yeah. you guys. Uh, all right, everybody, be kind. Lean on me should be our national anthem. The movement starts now. Godspeed, everybody. <laughs>